0: Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. Union Tribune features writer John Wilkins joins me today to discuss his new three-part series about an unsolved criminal investigation from the 1980s. Just a note here, the story is about a violent crime in case you'd rather tune out. In the summer of 1984, 14-year-old Claire Huff was found murdered on Torrey Pines State Beach. You can read the details on the San Diego Union-Tribune website, but suffice it to say, her murder was gruesome. The case plagued detectives for decades, for one, because of Claire's age, which reminded them of their own teenage daughters, and also for the brutal nature of the crime, which took place on one of San Diego's most scenic beaches. Over the years, detective would revisit the case from time to time, looking for missed clues and asking if there was a new way to test DNA. Then in 2012, it turned out there was. What happened next is the stuff of Hollywood movies and mystery novels, a triumph of tenacity and technology. But the DNA results became more complicated than that. The new round of forensic testing pointed to two suspects and one of them was familiar to the police. Well, John Wilkins, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, Incredible series that you've written, just really amazing writing, amazing the way that you put it together. Um, But it is kind of a complicated story, you know, and it it takes us places we don't expect to go. So because I don't want to give too much away, could could you tell me a little bit about the story and what you would like to
1: have out there? Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you for the kind words. I'm glad that you found it engaging. I mean, one of the things that Interested me about the story. Uh, you know, cold case murder investigations in general are pretty interesting, but this one I think started out. It starts out in a pretty familiar way. You know, you th- you think that the um, that the DNA evidence and this is going to point in particular direction, and then it takes some turns that are that I think are unexpected and and revealing about human nature and about people who are under under pressure in these situations.
0: Yeah, well what were you thinking as you dug into the stories? i mean, you must have been astounded by all the twists and turns
1: yes and and again, we don't want to give away too much about this, but there was a there was a trial at one point in involving this case and and i covered that for the newspaper and i remember um it was not a long trial um and i remember uh, you know it was about two weeks long but on a, i remember almost on a daily basis my my jaw dropping, if not physically, at least mentally, uh, about certain details and things that happened. So, I just thought at that time that it might be um, worth doing a longer telling of because it's hard to get all of it into context in a daily newspaper story.
0: Yeah, you know, at the end of the uh, part one, it said that your story was constructed from thousands of police reports, court filings, depositions. Can you tell me how you went about um, putting the story together?
1: Well, so the fact that it was a, a trial at one point uh, opened up a trove of documents because a number of things were admitted as evidence in the trial, which you know make, makes them uh, publicly available. So it was a matter of um, gathering that information and then also sort of building a rapport with some of the people who were involved in the case um, through my reporting uh, earlier. I think they were comfortable with um, allowing me access to some things, and, uh, and so we moved forward from there. And then, you know, the, the pandemic made made reporting and writing of a lot of things difficult. So this was a story that I kind of nibbled around the edges on for a, for a good while. And then um, my editor, Dan Berkey, carved out some time for me to, to dive into the various documents and then carved out the time for me to be able to do the writing.
0: How long did it take you to write this? I mean, this is a three-part series. Each one, I don't know how many words you could probably tell me, but it just seems like such a huge endeavor.
1: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't count them by the words, but you know, I, I probably could figure that out. It's more for me. It's more a column inches thing. I think if you combine it all, it's about 450 column inches of type, which you know, for the for our listeners, you know, an average newspaper story would maybe be maybe be around 18 inches or so. So it was a big commitment on the part of the editors to allow me to do it. And a big commitment on the part of the editors and the staff to put together all of the packaging that goes with it, both online and in print. And a number of talented visual artists and graphic designers and other people who who put the whole package together.
0: Yeah, because it is just such a, an incredible yarn. It's like, I don't, you know There are questions I want to ask you about Um, the people involved or, you know, potential changes to the system. I'm not going to do that. I just don't think we can even touch it without giving away too much. But is there anything else you want to say?
1: Well, I I, I do think, you know, it's a, it's a, just the plot of the story is pretty compelling because of the turns it takes, but I also hope people will, will maybe see some universal things in it in terms of, um, you know, the pressures that, that, that both the hunters and the hunted were under in this case. I mean, as you mentioned it was a, it was a murder from 1984 that was terrific, particularly horrific and one that I think haunted a lot of people in the community and the police department and their desire to solve it. So um, you know everybody I think had to, had the right intentions in moving forward. It's just the way human nature works. You can have miscommunications and miscalculations on all sides that I think um, compounded this tragedy as it moved along.
0: Yeah, well said. Um, Well, again, amazing work. I would really highly recommend to our listeners, they check this out. If you have time for a long read, this should be the one. But John Wilkins, thanks so much.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: You can read John's three-part series online at SanDiegoUnionTribune.com. While you're there, also check out War on Truth, a special section to honor fallen Mexican journalists, including two who were killed outside their homes in Tijuana last month. It features the voices of seven journalists who cover Mexico and are feeling the fallout of these crimes. You can find that online as well. Thanks for listening.